welcome to Her Journey Podcast, where we talk with incredible, talented, and powerful women about their experiences. My name is Aline, and I am your host, and today I am joined with Stephanie, the CEO and founder of Max Up. So yeah, first off, I'd love to know just a little bit more about your background, your roles, and just who you are in general. Absolutely. First off, thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to be here speaking with everyone in the audience. And um, yeah, so my name is Stephanie Nuesi. I am the CEO of MaxUp. I've been a career coach for the past two years and I actually became a CEO when I was 19. I am actually one of the youngest career coaches in the career coaching space, but only 21 years old. I came to the U.S. when I was 17 and this was actually five years ago. And when I came to the U.S., I had no clue about English or how to have conversations with anyone. So this really did not allow me to have a great communication skills and also to continue pursuing my passion for public speaking. So when I encountered these challenges, I wanted to um, kind of like continue developing that um, mindset, growth mindset, which I like to call it, and not just this, but also continue um, achieving my goals. And after all these failures and rejections, I wanted to help individuals to also land their dream careers coming from a non-traditional background like myself as a first gen, proud Latina, and also our women. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah, I mean... I think it's incredible, you know, how you were able to use your experiences to help others. And so were your experiences that you faced, you know, first coming to the U.S. and trying to find these jobs, internships and so on, was that sort of what led you to create MaxUp? Yeah, that's a great question. So actually, yes. Um, when I was navigating the recruitment process when I was in college, I had no idea how to go about preparing my resume, how to prepare my, for interviews, how to uh, make sure that I was networking properly on LinkedIn and outside of LinkedIn. And so all of these led led me to a lot of rejections and failures. And I think that after I realized that I was lacking a lot of the resources and the information, I wanted to provide that to people because I feel that there were so many people out there like me who would also feel in this way. And I did not want people to go through the same things that I went through. So that's why I set up Max Up to help the community maximize their potentials, understand that there's so much more that they can achieve while they go to college. And also after they're done with college and the early careers, and then also to land their dream jobs uh, with different strategies that are not necessarily the same things that we've been taught in the past. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And I'd love to know even about, you know, what MaxUp is and what it is you guys actually do and what you offer. Yeah, for sure. So MaxUp is a career consulting firm. So we provide uh, different career coaching and career consulting uh, services to students and professionals. So some of the services are resume review, LinkedIn profile optimization. Uh, we provide interview, mock interview and interview coaching. As I said, career coaching to help those who don't know yet what their passion is. They want to find out and they need that help from that um, from someone else. We also help different entrepreneurs that, that are also thinking about launching their business and then a little bit of clarity on that as well. We do a lot of um, 
as I said, resume reviews. But besides this, we focus a lot on developing a personal brand. So we help people with content creation on LinkedIn, how to draft a cover letter, and how to optimize that networking as a whole by providing them with the strategies that they need. And I believe that doing this actually allows and help people to kind of have that better overall portfolio. So what is a portfolio? Whenever someone asks you, are you, do you have your resume ready? Or do you want to apply for this job? Or maybe an opportunity is presented to you. Most, more often than not, job, job seekers and candidates are not ready to give that resume, right? They don't have that master resume ready, or they just, they don't have their portfolio ready. And with Maxa, we aim to help people prepare to be ready when those opportunities come to you. Because so one of the reasons why a lot of the times we miss out on opportunities is because we're not ready for them, right? So whenever next time a job seeker gets an opportunity from a recruiter, we want to make sure that they are already ready to kick off on that opportunity and get their dream job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really incredible. It seems like you're doing a lot of work with this firm. And so do you have a team who you know, help support you um, throughout this entire process? Or are you mostly the main one who, um, you know, helped out your client? Yeah, that's a great question. So I do have a team, but we have a marketing team that basically works with our social media accounts to make sure that we have our brand out there and that we can continue providing those tips for and resources for different individuals. We also have, um, I have a people and operations manager, which is, um, it, it's a fun story, but he set as an intern with me. Um, last year and he was very persistent on LinkedIn. He wanted to work with Maxop and after um, I gave him the opportunity to be an intern, now he's the people and operations manager. So it goes to show you that, you know, even when you don't get that one yes at the beginning, you should not give up and continue being persistent. Um, he's now uh, managing a lot of our interns right now. We have a program manager as well. And we have 20 ambassadors that are basically from all over the world. And with this team, I basically run all the operations for MaxUp. And I'm basically the one who helped my clients with anything career coaching related. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. And so, yeah, and I also was, you know, taking a look at your website. And I noticed that you guys offer a lot of workshops and you've hosted a lot in the past and you still do. And so are these workshops also, you know, a large part of your firm? Absolutely. So I, I should have mentioned I'm also a public speaker and I love doing public speaking events. So I love going to different schools. I go, I have done about 100, 100 plus workshops across the nation and worldwide. So I've spoken in Australia, Pakistan, um, the UK and Spain and many other countries and then also here in the US and what I'm, where I come from the Dominican Republic as well. And basically, uh, we do a lot of workshops because we think that there are a lot of different topics out there that college students and professionals should know about, uh, you know, how, do, how can they develop their brand? How can they ace their next interview? How can they um, draft their resume? How can they become their best self and so on and so forth? So workshops like this and public speaking events are a huge part of our firm because we Although we offer services, we're a huge advocate of providing free resources. And that's why, as you mentioned on our website, we have so many resources for free because we want people to know that we are here and that we care for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The services you offer are so like immense and amazing. And they can definitely be really helpful for those who 
really just are lost in that process. And so I think it's incredible what you're doing. And especially I'm super amazed by your public speaking experience, actually. And so was this, how did you first get into public speaking and why, why did you decide to do so much of it? Yeah, so I became a public speaker. I was eight years old. I did my first public speaking event. So you will be, for everyone listening, you'll be thinking eight years old. Yes, so when I was eight years old, I did my first public speaking event. I was meant to do it with someone else, but that didn't happen. So I ended up being the only person in front of 500 people speaking about a famous person in my country. So the governor and a lot of like famous people were there. And you can only imagine all the nerves I had as an eight-year-old girl just like doing um, one of the first speeches that that organization ever had. Um, so that was a huge challenge for me, but I took it. And after the first experience, I realized like this is this was something that I really wanted to do. I was really passionate about it. Like I love being in front of people, making sure that I provide the energy and the knowledge that I've been able to acquire for all this time. And after I did that, I became part of the United Nations um, organization for it's called MUN, so the Models of United Nations, and basically. It was a simulation of what the UN does across the globe. And uh, when I was think from 11 till I was 14, um, I was part of that as a delegate, but basically representing different countries from all over the world. And I was talking like I was their president and I was doing a lot of different public speaking events. I think I did about 50 um, public speaking events in Spanish. And then uh, from there, I was able to become a volunteer and became part of it for about eight years. So I did a lot of public speaking events, as I said, in Spanish. But then the, the challenge real, the real challenge came when I came to the U.S. So as I mentioned at the beginning, I did not speak English. And so my passion was public speaking. Now, for everyone listening, imagine you have a passion and all of a sudden it's been taken away from you. How would you feel? I can tell you that I felt disheartened. I did not know what to do because I didn't I couldn't speak English. So how could I possibly give a speech in English to thousands of people if I just didn't know how to speak the language? So I had to adjust and really face a lot of challenges until I was able to really and fully and fluently speak the language so that I was able to come back. So I make a, I made a comeback to public speaking and I am so happy that I can do this in English now because I keep helping more and more people. But at the same time, I can do what I'm passionate about. And that's just, a, that's just the beauty of it. You know, being able to do what you're passionate about, which is public speaking, and then combining that with my other passion, which is helping others. And then both together is what I call synergy. So a lot of the people that follow me on LinkedIn and Instagram know that I have a hashtag and the hashtag is Steph Synergy. So as you know, I combine all these passions and all this energy, and that's the definition of synergy. Synergy is when you combine different forces to create something even bigger. Basically, that's what I'm doing with my passion for public speaking, my passion to helping others, and Max Up. I'm combining a lot of different forces together to create something bigger, which is Steph Synergy. Wow. Yeah, I'm just so amazed by your dedication and how you're taking your passions and just making something incredible from that. And I think 
that this is such an incredible project. And I mean, I'll definitely be looking into that when I start looking for, you know, internships and things like that. And I also know, you know, MaxUp is definitely growing rapidly. And I, I noticed on your site that you have such an enormous reach and impact. And so how are you able to create such a large reach and community? That's a great question. So uh, fun fact, I started on LinkedIn, for example, I'll start with there from there. I started on LinkedIn with 1000 followers in 2019. And 2020, I had about 3000 followers. And I was not happy because I thought that it's not really about the followers, but I wanted to create a community. So I started creating content on both LinkedIn and Instagram consistently in 2020, at the beginning of 2020, up, up to the end. And I was able to grow my community. For example, on LinkedIn, I was able to grow from 3000 to now 22,000. On Instagram, I think I barely had like 1,000 followers and now I have over 20,000 followers on Instagram as well. And all of these have been through content creation and just showing people what I do. I feel like I have such a strong connection with my community. I always want to keep them updated of what I'm up to. And I feel like this is just an advice for everyone listening. If you're ever wondering, like, how can you, how can you create something bigger than what you have? Just know that if you want to form a community, your people will find you. Sometimes we're so stuck into trying to reach a certain amount of, of followers or trying to reach a certain amount of, uh, of people, and we forget about who we are and about being authentic. By being authentic and being who you are, the people that will be part of your community will find you. And that I think that's what happened with me. Like It was not really me going after the people it was really like just showing people what I do and what I love to do and then the people that the people that are part of my community now they found me and now we're all together here trying to help each other out so that's what I think a lot of people should really do when it comes to like this um growing a brand or just overall having like that growth it's really about like be authentic and be yourself on social media and I'm sure like the people that will be part of your tribe, people part of your community will find you. Yeah, that is advice. And I think a lot of people can definitely learn from that because it really is about, you know, not focusing on, you know, the numbers 24 seven, but it is about focusing on, you know, doing what you love to do and focusing on actually building a community and just being there for your communities. I think that's amazing advice. And those are amazing tips for those who you know want to get an organization or a business started like you are but yeah that's amazing and I know your firm is based off of um you know helping people get jobs and these internships and you know perfecting their resumes so I'd love to dive deeper into your background you know regarding um your experience with finding these internships and how you learned you know what works and what doesn't that's an amazing question. So the first thing I, I learned as I was navigating recruitment and I was going through getting an internship is that imposter syndrome is real. So when I was going through college, I was seeing all the hustle and the grind of all my peers that they were getting their internships on their first year of college. And I was not doing anything at all. I was, I did, because I didn't know, right? I didn't know that I needed to get an internship in college. That was not something that I learned in my country. So coming here 
and seeing everyone just just hustling it was something super it's like it was a culture shock for me and so i had to go and take it upon myself to learn about how do i go about going a networking event how do i network with professionals how i how do i have a, a strong linkedin profile and i can tell you most of these things were actually learned as i went through them so i remember me going and, and commuting one hour to a company's networking event and most of the times i would be the only student in the room uh, the entire room would be just filled with professionals and i'll be the only student and it might sound very scary, but I was actually the, the one person that would stood out because I would be in those events where I was not even a professional yet. And kind of like this gave me the opportunity to come out of my shelf, come out of my comfort zone and do things that I know would help me in the future. So the way I was able to land some of those internships were by me developing that network um, and actually going on my way and traveling to all these conferences, right? But before we even dive there, I think there's something important to mention is that you need to have your resume ready because none of these opportunities would have come if my resume was not ready or if my resume was not tailored to those opportunities. So you need to make sure that the experiences that you have, whether it be school clubs, leadership, volunteering, work experience, you need to make sure that those that your resume is actually tailored to that position. And so having been able to kind of like edit my resume so many times, getting it edited by so many mentors and coaches as I was going through my job search actually helped me get um, an opportunity to apply and get those internships. Besides that, being able to do a lot of mock interviews with people, something that I would recommend to everyone in the audience listening is if you have an interview with an X, Y, and Z company or your dream company, just make sure you go on LinkedIn and you connect with people that work at that company. And more specifically, you connect with people that work on the role that you want to work at. And then try to learn, maybe schedule a coffee chat and try to learn from them. Is there any way that you can tell me what a day-to-day -day looks like for you? What do you do on your day-to-day, -day, right? Try to, try to make sure you get as much information as possible about what it is that you will be doing in that role because that, number one, gives you clarity of what exactly you will be doing and then you can see whether or not you want to be doing that. And then number two, it's a, it, it's a point of conversation that you can use in those interviews. And that's something that I did a lot when I was navigating my job search, making sure I jump on those calls with those individuals, getting to know what they did at the, at the job, and then talking about that on my interviews. And that eventually helped me land some of those internships. And so for everyone listening, you really have to pay attention to the non-traditional ways of doing things. A lot of the times we go on the traditional way, which is um, you, you apply with your resume and then you get rejected. Sometimes you never apply again. You should not do that. If you get rejected one time, keep applying because the one no today doesn't mean that only be a no forever, right? You might get your one just eventually. I remember for some of the internships I landed, I got rejected before. I applied and I applied a year before, didn't get in, I had to apply a year later. And so, you know, it's kind of like a rejection does not really define whether or not you will get that opportunity in the future. And so doing all those things and then developing my mindset was extremely important for me to be able to land those opportunities. So I spoke about your uh, having your resume ready. I spoke about interviews and how you can get those coffee chats with professionals. But then something that I really want to mention is your mindset. If you don't develop that confidence, 
you could have the most amount of research, you could have the most amount of knowledge about the company, but if you don't have that confidence to showcase your values and what you bring to the table on those interviews with the hiring managers, with the recruiters, you're not going to get the offer. And that's what I want everyone listening right now to understand. You need to build up that confidence that, hey, I have the values that this company is looking for. I can add value to this company. You should hire me because I done this and this and this, right? And so I think that's so hard for a lot of people to just kind of like solidify and speak about and articulate what do they really bring to the table? And I feel like that is something that I have encountered a lot with my clients and mentees and, and that I help people the most with is how to build up that inner confidence. So that when you go on those interviews, when you go speak to a professional on LinkedIn, you kind of showcase that confidence, but it's just a genuine confidence, you know? And then lastly, when I talk about mindset, it's also how to develop a growth mindset. If you fail today or if you got rejected today, know that that does not mean that you will get rejected again in tomorrow, right? So developing the growth mindset will allow you to learn from the mistakes that you did. So become self-aware, right? Because a lot of the times people fail at something or get rejected and then they don't stop to reflect on what exactly went wrong. But if they stop to reflect on that, they, they're able to learn from that and then make sure that in the future, they don't make the same mistakes. And then that way, when they apply again for that company and for that role, then this time they'll be do better because they were able to understand and analyze what we run last time. Now, on this new chance that I have, I'll be able to apply different strategies so that I can land that role that I want. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree with every single thing you said. I think it is so important to have confidence and like you said the growth mindset that you were talking about just because in the professional world there definitely are a lot of instances where you will experience failure and um, it can be pretty heartbreaking for a lot of people so I think just to develop that mindset in general and have that confidence is super super important so I absolutely love what you said about that. Um, And I know for yourself, actually, you are someone who has experienced a ton of these different internships and you've been through it all. And so I'd love to know kind of how, which internships um, you felt you were really proud of landing or ones where you just feel like you learned a lot from um, considering that entire experience. Um, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I think... There are a couple of them, but the one, I will mention just one because I want to talk about how I, I landed that opportunity. So I'll be working at Google this summer as a associate financial analyst within the Bolt program. And the reason why I'm mentioning this one, it's because I remember in March of 2019, I was talking to my mentor um, and his name is Jonathan Javier. And I told him, I want to work at Google. And I remember I said that with such confidence, like, he was by that time working at Google as well. And I told him, I, w- I will work my way and I would make sure that I develop uh, the candidate that can work at Google. And I remember that I kept doing coffee chats. And in 2020, it got really serious because I knew that the applications were coming to apply. And so I make sure the entire summer of 2020, I kept doing coffee chats. I kept doing um, a lot of this and meeting the professionals. And then from there, 
I was able to understand what the company really wanted in terms of the position, what role did I wanted to apply for, which one. And then from there, I was able to apply in fall of 2020. I actually applied. I was one of the first ones to apply because I applied the first day and I got the offer in, I think, October of 2020. And the reason why I'm mentioning this internship is because all of this happened because I was able to prepare beforehand. So a lot of the times, one of the main reasons why job seekers and candidates don't get a role, it's because they wait until they actually apply to start doing the research. You should do the work, at least 70% of the work before you apply. What does that mean? Well, you should be doing the research about the role and the company before the applications open. You should be contacting professionals from the company before the application opens. You should be networking before the applications open. And so the reason why I was able to do all of this, by the time I apply, my resume was ready. I already did mock interviews. So when I got the interview, I had already had that experience of doing mock interviews, right? And so that's why I always emphasize and tell people, please do the work before you actually apply. So when you know the application's coming, you're ready to take on that application. And when you get the interview, you already you already have the experience because you have already prepared for the interview. And so at that point, it's just a refresher for you to just go ahead and kill it on the interview. And that's what I tell people always. That's the, that's the one reason why I'm the most proud of this internship, because I literally did everything I tell my clients to do. And I am an example myself uh, and, and a witness of the, that the strategies that I recommend actually work. Right. Absolutely. I think you've definitely like just done so much and I think it's incredible what you're accomplishing now and yeah I mean I know that you're now like a mentor to your clients and you are their support and I I just think you know um like you talked a little bit about how you know you had your help and your support along the way in finding your internships but who are some people in your life who have really just helped you to reach these goals and accomplishments, whether it's getting that internship you wanted or reaching those goals with your firm or getting it started? Um, like who were the main people who were your source of support? I think the main people that were that were my main support as I was growing in my career, the first one was my brother. So my brother is an accountant and he's always been a support for me in terms of what exactly I wanted to do in my career. And sometimes I would ask him about things that he did, which are very different because he did his own major and career in, in my country, the Dominican Republic. So the, the strategies that he had were not really applicable here, but the knowledge and the advice that he provided me was always something that I, I will always be grateful for because he was able to help me just become a better person of myself. And then the other person that I also wanted to mention was my mentor, Jonathan Javier. So Jonathan really helped me. Actually, Jonathan was the one who helped me start my own company. So um, as I mentioned, um, Jonathan in 2020, I told him I wanted to start a company. Actually, 2019, I told him I want to start a company. And the name of the company is MaxHub. And then he sat down with me and we went over uh, the different business plan that I wanted to, to put together and how exactly I was going to approach creating my own company. 
he has a company that's similar to what I do as well. And so just for him to be able to help me build up my company, he was always there to refer me to speakers. He was there whenever I wanted to do an event. I remember I did an event for an organization in New York and the event took place at the JP Morgan headquarters. And I remember he was the one who recommended me for that. So he was able to talk about me and recommend me on places that I was not at. And that means the people that talk about you when you're not in the room, those are the people that you really should be thankful for. And those are your mentors and sponsors. And so I always look up to him because of all the things that he was able to do for me. And then I learned a lot about them. And, and, and I kind of take those those advices and those knowledge and tips to kind of like share with my community and my clients as well and, and mentees because I feel like what they do to me, I want to pay forward and I want to continue helping more and more people basically become better and better every single day. I think it's always amazing to, you know, use that knowledge that you learned from the people who were your role model or your mentors and pass that on to others and, you know, share that knowledge. So I think it's amazing, you know, what you're doing with your firm and all the speaking events you're doing. I think it's all just so fabulous. And I, I know that you are, I mean, you probably have really exciting plans for the future for both your firm and even yourself in general. So, I mean, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your plans for the future in general? Yeah, absolutely. So actually we are launching and this is happening next month. So I'm just so, actually this month, I'm just so happy that this is, at, it was, this was the future a year ago and it's now happening. I'm creating a program for college students who want to land a summer 2021 internship. And basically what we're doing is a six week program where we'll be helping them in every single industry of their desires. So if they want to go into consulting, technology, marketing, the list goes on. We're basically going to help them with different type of uh, workshops, mentorships, actual physical assignments and activities, just to make sure that we are um, strategically tailoring what they want to do in their careers. And so I'm just so happy to see that we're putting, that we put that program together and that we're putting so much effort to just help the community get to where they want to be and land and accomplish their, dream, their dreams as well. And so in terms of long-term future, I definitely want to do a tech talk. <laughs> I love public speaking, as I said, so I definitely want to uh, be able to do a tech talk or not just one, but you know, at least get one before I turn 25 years old. So I'm currently 22. I want to do a tech talk about growth mindset. I also want to continue expanding my voice around the world. So I always say that I want to be a voice for all those women out there who ever felt that they couldn't do things or they were not good enough. I used to feel that way too. I used to feel like I was not good enough. Um, I'm currently in tech, although I'm not doing the more of the technical side. And as you know, there's not a lot of us women there. And I kind of want to be a voice for a lot of those women that are kind of listening to this right now or just in general that it's possible and that there is a place and a seat for us there, whatever it is that we want to be. And that I want to be a voice and continue expanding that voice 
to everyone in the world. And the last goal I have is to continue developing Maxop, continue growing, continue helping individuals from all over the world and um, also helping international communities. So since I am also international, meaning that I came from another country, I have that international background and I want to continue paying it forward to those individuals as well because I believe that they also deserve and um, need a chance to also land their dream roles. Right. Yeah. I mean, those are some amazing goals. And I think like I am super excited to see where you're headed, where your firm is headed. Um, I'm sure a lot of my audience is also really, really excited to see where you uh, end up in the future. And we're really excited, uh, especially about, you know, your firm and kind of the progress that you guys are going to have in the future. And I think you guys are already doing such an incredible job um, helping so many people. And and I know that in your firm, you've done a lot of um, supporting your clients with whether it's um, helping them get into an internship or just simply reviewing their resumes. And so I think um, I would love to learn about maybe some tips that you have for resumes or maybe some parts of resumes that you've seen like while reviewing these resumes that you think is just um, like a common mistake that you constantly see? On resumes, some of the most common mistakes that I've seen are the following. People don't quantify their bullet points. So what do I mean by that? Basically, mm-hmm. you need to put metrics on your bullet points. So instead of saying, I created a project or created a project for upper management for a report on revenue, that doesn't tell me much, right? So you need to quantify your metrics. It sounds so different to say, created a project on search data or research market data to create a project to analyze revenue analytics, earnings per share, and market market cap for this company to uh, prepare strategies to increase revenue by 20% at the end of the quarter. That just sounds so much better, right? That just, it lets me see that what you did was actually impactful, that you created an impact in you and you're showing much more of your responsibility, but now you're kind of like letting me see what was your impact at that organization. So for everyone in the audience, make sure you put some metrics and you quantify your bullet points. The other thing that I've seen the most in terms of like resumes, it's, that people don't tailor their resumes to the job that they're applying for. So like, let's say if you have a background in marketing and all your experiences are tailored to marketing, but then you're going to apply for a finance position, you need to make sure that you are putting those transferable skills on your resume, meaning like you're not just um, putting the, your marketing experience, but you're also kind of like tailoring to finance, right? Like kind of tailoring to your career interest because that's going to make such a difference when you think about it on how the other person, the hiring manager, the recruiter looks at your resume and that will increase your chances of also getting a call for a first-round interview as well. In terms of like just general advice for like internship and jobs in general, I would say some of the things that I've seen people doing that they shouldn't do is people are not on LinkedIn. And people should be on LinkedIn, right? After the pandemic happened, we're seeing so many people 
um, that they lost their jobs and they realized the importance of being on LinkedIn and developing that network, right? And so people should be on LinkedIn. And I, what I mean by should be is like they should be active users. They should be commenting on people's posts. They should be creating content on LinkedIn, having a strong brand and profile as well, um, doing coffee chat with individuals of their dream companies early on. And then the last tip I would say that people are not doing, it's focusing on their mental health and just like taking care of themselves. I feel like with all this stress and with all this fatigue and everything that's happening with after the pandemic and all this um, job search and, and everything that's just happening in the world right now, people are not taking care of their, of their mental health. And I'm a huge advocate of taking care of yourself. So I I made a post today and I'm just gonna share here of three things that I would recommend someone to do today. Those three things are the following. Drink water, go for a walk, um, schedule one hour of your calendar to do nothing. Yes, if you're listening to this, I said nothing. And what that means is that you're gonna take one hour of your day to just relax and take care of yourself because there is no way you can pour out off of health or an empty cup. And what that means is your cup should be full of energy. And if you yourself don't take care of your mental health, forget about everything else. Like you won't be able to do anything that I just said. So make sure you take care of yourself first. Mm -hmm. I am actually so glad you brought that point up um, about just caring for yourself and making sure that you take the time to have these breaks. Because I think a lot of the time when you're pushed into a world that's constantly moving and you are so stressed about having to get this job, land this internship, get into this college, you really forget to take care of your own mental health and you forget to kind of um, you know, practice self-care once in a while and take the breaks that you need in order to have a healthier lifestyle and a healthier mindset. So I 100% agree with what you said. And um, I mean, like this entire conversation has been just so amazing. And I'm so glad I was able to learn more about you and what you do and what you stand for. And so I think this is a great place to close with just any platforms that you might want to shout out where my listeners can find more of what you have to say and more of the stories that you have to share. Absolutely. So everyone can find me on all social media and that means TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, as my name, Stephanie Nuesi, you'll find me everywhere as that. And you'll also find my company MaxUp on LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, everywhere. So Instagram and TikTok, we are as underscore MaxUp. And then on LinkedIn, we are as MaxUp. And if anyone needs any help or wants to ask any questions about everything I said today, uh, feel free to do so. I am more than happy. My DMs are open and I'm always happy to help and pay forward. And I am so happy I was here today because this just gave me so much energy to continue doing what I'm doing. So thank you so much for everyone that listened to me today. Mm -hmm.